Welcome to another episode of Dads with Nerdy Ambitions. I'm your host, Steve Pugh, and with me today is Mikey Upchurch. He is one of the voices for the DNA TPK podcast, and besides D&D, he has a couple other uh, nerdy guru skills, and I've got him to come on the show where we're going to talk about uh, spooky thrillers and horror movies. Uh, so we'll just call them spookies for this uh, podcast. Uh, yeah, Mikey, welcome to the show, man. Hey, Steve. How's it going? Uh, it's going good. How about yourself? I'm doing all right. Excited to be here. Yeah, so Mikey, you are the voice for uh, Alvin in the DNA, DNA TPK, and you are the voice of the Bard. What was the Bard's name? Oh man, uh, a- Adrian. A- a- yes, because I kept calling you Adrian. Right. <laughs> I'm right. not gonna lie. The first time I said it, I was trying to say your name right, and I accidentally said Adrian, and I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna go with it. <laughs> Which is fair. <laughs> Honestly, fair. Yeah. So, what do you what do you think about doing a, the the DNA TPK podcast? What like what are your your you're on the spot? Uh, how, how, what's your thoughts on it? Like, comparatively um, to other D and D stuff. So honestly, I think it's a blast. Um, it's fun to sit down with a bunch of people that are taking it seriously and just play some D and D. I know a lot of times when I play home games, people get distracted. It doesn't seem like everybody's that into it all the time. So it's a lot nicer to do the TPK campaign where I know everybody wants to be there. Everybody's having a good time and it just flows really well. It seems like we all play well together. So it's yeah. a good time. So tell us a little bit about Alvin here since we, okay. I, I've got you on the spot. Okay. Um, well, for Alvin... I kind of wanted him to play this like really gullible, stupid kind of gnome who, once he gets to know people, he'll do pretty much anything for them. And back when he was in the military, uh, being that he's a rune knight, there were people that would take advantage of him being so gullible and have him do dangerous and stupid things so that they didn't have to do it. Um, so he's kind of got his butt kicked a couple times because of that, but it, it doesn't stop him from trusting people. Uh, he, he's going to pretty much trust everybody he comes across. He wants to be everyone's friend. It, it's just gonna, yeah, he's, he's way too gullible and dumb. <laughs> now, is this really different from, or how different is this from your other characters that you've played in D and D? Um, that's a good question. <laughs> so... Is is this the personality you like to play with your characters? The very sweet and like innocent. I, I don't want to say innocent gullible because your bard wasn't that way, but you were very upbeat, happy go lucky kind of character. Right. So I initially made a a bard for TK's other campaign. And for him, I played him kind of he just wanted to like uh spread joy across the land he was a half orc so it didn't make sense for him to be a bard but (laughs) um he kind of gave up violence and uh wanted to spread joy and whatnot but definitely not as stupid as alvin uh he he talks more seriously than alvin does and uh then tk banished him so now i'm playing a uh cleric who i definitely play not stupid very serious team oriented try to keep everybody healed up try to figure out what's going on because tk always throws 
way too many things at us. <laughs> all right, all right. So besides D and D, what are your other uh, nerdy fandoms? Um, honestly, mainly just uh, <laughs> video games and then spooky movies. I, I watch a lot of horror films and. That's kind of my go-to, as you can see, and nobody yeah. else can. But my apartment is all. Uh, You've all got a lot spooky. of like it's so to describe it without seeming like it's like he's gonna wear my skin as a mask or something like that. He has a lot of art that is based on the movies. So the background he you have a a, a bunch of canvases and it's various movies. I didn't think Jaws was a horror movie, right? But, Apparently but that's got a lot of people, you know, going to the beach and whatnot. Fair enough, yeah. Uh, but it, it's you, you do, you do have a lot of stuff. Um, and you are also the reason that I, you and my brother are now the reason I play and obsessed with Phasmophobia. Which Fantastic game! It is a phenomenal game. It is absolutely a blast, and I, I hate every second of playing it by myself, but I absolutely enjoy it. Um, so you, uh, what, what? attracts you to the the thriller movies what is it about it well actually before i ask you what do you think it is that attracts people in general to this this genre and why there's such a huge basically cult following for this well i know there's a lot of people that get like a a kind of rush uh when they watch horror movies they it has them on the edge of their seat they like the intensity that they feel uh, while watching, and then after the movie, it's like you you almost feel like you've gone and done something da- dangerous, but you come out okay. So it's it's just a fun experience for most people. I feel like. Okay, so what about it for you is so exhilarating, or what what attracts you to this level? For me, for me, it's more of a the unknown kind of thing. So like. Uh, Halloween, for instance, the original 1978, you have little kid Michael Myers, uh, spoilers, uh, (laughs) he kills his sister, grows up, escapes, and goes back to Haddonfield and starts doing the same thing again, just killing whoever gets in his way, and he becomes obsessed with one person, and it kind of makes you think like what drives him? Like, why is he targeting her? Um, why does he do what he does? Like, nobody knows that, fe- that fear of the unknown, like there could be somebody out there and they could target you, you know, that's just uh, pretty creepy. And then also when it comes to like paranormal, definitely the fear of the unknown, because, you know, other than phasmophobia, mm-hmm. uh, I have absolutely no idea of what I would do if something haunted my apartment i'm gonna be absolutely honest i would never do anything that we've done in phasmophobia i'm not picking up the ouija board i'm not gonna grab a spirit box and ask are you here what do you want the first second it says die i'm walking <laughs> out of that room and never coming back to that house ever again i'm exactly to hell with the kids to hell with my wife <laughs> i'm walking out <laughs> you can come with me or you can stay i know right uh, it is it is a it is a crazy idea that you want to and if you were to explain it to a sane person who's never seen a thriller movie whatsoever you have this object whether it be video game whether it be movie uh whatever book 
you and say, hey, I have this object. Do you want to look into it? It is about somebody going on a murderous rampage and doing horrible things and scaring the crap out of everybody. Do you, you know, what about that makes sense? And it, I think it's really funny that that you are so fascinated and you're so into the thriller shocker movies and you play this sweet, innocent, adorable <laughs> Alvin. <laughs> it's, um, is there is there something you're trying to tell us? Is, is there is there? Do we need to be concerned about? Oh you? no! <laughs> <laughs> it's just I uh, I don't know. My family had all been horror buffs growing up, so I grew up on spooky movies and okay, so just kind of stuck with me. This was how you were. Your, this is your your childhood, as, right? As, as demented as that almost sounds, it's actually neat. <laughs> that's a tra- that's a tradition. So, what was your first thriller movie? Or that you you well, let's go with your first, and then we'll go with your your favorite, and then we'll go over some fun facts because I have all sorts of fun facts and questions okay. about uh, thrillers. Okay, so <clears throat> I believe my very first one was uh, Wes Craven's Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, I watched that at my grandparents' house when I was a little kid, and they I stayed the night there that night, and they lived on Elm Street. Oh my god! Did you sleep? Um, not much. No. I, I, oh my god! I don't even know. I oh, all right. So mine was Alien. I know it's not a it's not a horror horror. It's a sci fi horror. Right. Um, that what terrified me was the fact that, and this is how bad it was. We we even talked about it in an episode. We actually did one on Alien. Um. Is they start off as this scorpion face hugger thing, (laughs) and it can hide anywhere. Then it goes into somebody, and it pops out, and it's this nine foot long acid worm. And then a couple hours later, it turns into this six foot tall monster, and all of them can hide anywhere, and they're just absolutely horrific, terrifying. Oh yeah. And I legitimately, up until I was a sophomore in high school, I couldn't watch the movies. I was terrified of them. And now I'm a glutton for punishment. I have alien <laughs> stuff all over the place. I just actually, uh, I'm waiting for it to come, but I had it graded the uh, the Marvel Disney's uh, Alien comic. So I oh, got the nice. first the first one first print, and so it's at a nine point eight. So that's just gonna sit up on my wall and everything. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. So some fun facts. Let's see. Let's see your knowledge here. All right. Oh no. What do you think the number one scariest movie uh, scary movie is? The number one scary movie. Oh, I have three guesses here. No, I I would never have gotten this. I, I don't. Uh, this is I, I I can't believe this. Okay, I'm gonna say it's either Exorcist, no, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Psycho, Us, Us, really. Yeah, no, apparently that. So the top five are Us, Get Out, A Quiet Place, The Cabinet of Dr. Uh, Caligari. Caligari? I, I, I may be saying that totally wrong. Uh, and now one of the very first horror movies, Nosferatu. Huh. Have you ever seen that? Um, I started watching it, but it's, um, 
it's it's hard to watch kind of nowadays <laughs> so it's really hard to hold your interest in that yeah. so i i don't think i got all the way through okay that's an int- where did you get that list i'm actually uh, that's actually so the disclaimer it's from the it's based off of rotten tomatoes Oh, okay. So it's not a credible, credible list, but it is. But most lists that I found were like they were coming from uh, Bloody Gory and uh, some other like book company magazines and all that stuff. Those were be, the rated the best because obviously they're the most recent and stuff like that. Um, you recently just saw a Quiet Place too. Right. Yes. What were your thoughts on it? Now, without giving too much spoilers for because right. that's obviously just came out. Right. Um, so what I'm going to say about it is I liked it just as much as I liked the first one. It's a, it's a fun show. You go, I, I, I would say it's a must see at the theater though. Um, because you get that quiet setting. So you sit down, everybody's being quiet. It's dark and you're, you've got all of these intense moments that you don't know what's going to happen and whatnot. That's a lot better when you're actually in the cinema and not sitting at home where people are talking and watching a movie and whatnot. But I would say it, it holds up. It's a pretty good movie. I liked it a lot. Okay. Um, so when we, I, I never saw the first one and you, how do you think it compares to the first one? So as it compares to the first one, it's it's pretty cool. So it kind of shows you how things started mm-hmm. and then builds off of how things ended for the first one. I don't want to Okay, so yeah, it's, okay, much. fair enough, fair enough. All right. Right. So it's a prequel sequel almost to an extent. Kind of, yes. To answer some questions. Um so here's my 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 question. Um, uh, you have these, these thriller movies, you have Friday the 13th, you have, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, you have Saw. Why do you, why is there still so many of them? Why do we get 15 Saw movies? Why do we get 15, uh, Nightmare on Elm Streets and et cetera, Halloweens and, you know, that is a, that is a fantastic what, question. Like, what is it about it that keeps us going back to like, cause after the first one, after the first saw, you already know what's going to happen after. Right. Well, I will say this, uh, because what was it? It, in the first Friday, the 13th, it wasn't Jason Voorhees. It was his mom. And then right. afterwards it was him. Right. So, but, so what is it? Why do you keep coming back? Why do you keep coming back to Halloween? Which is, is the shirt you're wearing right now. Right. Um, you already know what's going to happen. You already know he's the bad guy. You already know that the, the, the key, 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 ma, 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 you know, right. all that stuff. Why? Right. Um, it gets a following, you know, once you, once you see the original, you kind of get hooked to the to the killer. You want to see the cool kills. You want to see how many people they're going to kill and what they're going to do. And it gets people coming back, even though you're seeing the same thing over and over and over. And some of the sequels, I I can say with confidence, because I've watched every Halloween, every Nightmare on Elm Street, every Friday the 13th, every Saw movie. Some of them do get pretty ridiculous and not good. 
but I still love them because they're entertaining. They show more of the killer and some cool kills and whatnot, which is all you really watch those for anymore. At a certain point, you stop watching for the story and you start watching to see some cool stuff. All right, that's a, that's an interesting uh, statement that you made there. Uh, so there's a lot of different horror thriller movies out there. There is a wide variety for every kind of palette. When when do you think we've hit that point where enough is enough and they've gone too far, like that they push the limits? Case in point, I never personally saw it because I had no desire to see it. Human Centipede. Or uh, teeth, which I thought was just kind of weird, but you know, it, where do we reach that point where we go? Okay, have we pushed it to the limits? Is this is this now? Are are we making borderline smuff film? You know, snuff films versus an actual quality entertainment product? Right. Um. To be honest, I don't think people are gonna reach that point because they're they're gonna find an audience whether it's like for human centipede you get a bunch of people that are just so grossed out and weirded out by the concept that they're like okay i have to watch it like i have to see what (laughs) this is about and there's even though they're so weird people are still gonna watch it um i don't uh, they have different kind like um what is it called it's like a almost a body horror type thing when it comes to like stuff like human centipede and Tusk. Like yeah, Tusk, yes. <laughs> oh my god. Actually we... happens to you. Really? Yeah. So That's... it's like people, you know, everybody has their own what they like, so those movies are gonna exist and people are gonna watch it. Okay. So all right, so I wanted to do a quiz with you because you are like I said, you are my guru here for uh the horror stuff. I have a quiz for you. I have oh, questions no. for you. Oh yeah. Let's, let's see how well you do. All right. You ready for this? No, not at all. <laughs> who? Well, I actually just gave you this one. Uh, who was the original villain of Friday the 13th? Now, Pamela, Voorhees. Pamela Voorhees. That's correct. All right. On a, a nightmare on Elm street takes place where don't say Elm street. Um, the town in the state. Okay, it's in Ohio. Mm-hmm. I think the town is Springwood. Very good. It is. It all is right. Springwood. Let's um, go. All right. Who did Captain Elliot Spencer become? Oh, this one's easy. Oh, isn't that Pinhead? It is Pinhead. Hellraiser. All right. Who said, do you want to play a game? Oh, Jigsaw. Okay. How many Michael Myers Halloween movies are there? Uh, I believe with the 2018 one, I think that was the 11th. There are only 10. Is that recent? I swear the 2018 is 11. Um, uh, you know what? That may not be recent. Uh, um, <laughs> uh, what is the name of the camp from, uh, what is the name of the camp from Sleepaway Camp? 
Sleepaway Camp. Oh my gosh, I do not remember that. It's funny, I just watched it a couple months ago, but I could not tell you the name of the camp. Camp Arawak. Yeah, wouldn't have, wouldn't have got that. <laughs> How many versions of the thing are there? What does version mean? So, how many times has it been adapted? Like the movie? Yes. I believe it's just the original, and then they did a prequel sequel in 2011, so two? Three. It was actually a novel before all of that. Oh, yeah, and they had the, uh, there was a movie in like the 50s or something. Yeah. I watched that, actually. Did you? Yes, I did. What is the device that Pinhead uses to get into the Earth realm called? I had to change up the question a little bit because it's. Ooh, I can't remember. I know it's the cube. I don't know what it's called, though. It actually has a couple different names, right? Uh, it's called the uh, basically if you said the configuration cube, I would have accepted that. OK, but it's like the lament lament. Ah, uh, yes. yes, yes. Uh, and then the, the Limerick chant or something of that sort. the way you say it uh, or the device to summon Cenobites. Oh, OK. Um, what I inspired that? Too. Yeah. I would have accepted it. Any device, if you said like some type of, there, there are, that was kind of a cheat question. I was uh, going to call it the Cenobite Cube, so. That would have worked. I would have taken that. Uh, what inspired the fictional relationship between Will Graham and Hannibal Lecter? Oh my gosh. Your reputation's on the line. I just want you to know that. Yeah, <laughs> I know. And I'm failing miserably. <laughs> I was I feel like there was a study on a certain serial killer. I can't uh-huh. remember who it was. I want to say Ed Gein. Ted Bundy. Ted Bundy, okay. I know Hannibal Lecter is kind of based on Ed Gein, so hmm? I wanted to You know what? I'll give you that was very well done. Uh, all right, finish this quote. Agnes, it's me. Billy. <laughs> that was a little easy. That was right. Uh, what movie? Black Christmas. <laughs> <You're> so... <laughs> <laughs> what is Randy Meek's favorite scary movie? Um, Halloween, obviously. No. Ah, t- I don't know, actually. Showgirls. Oh, <laughs> I just said Halloween because it's mine. I had no idea. I just said I figured if I said it confidently enough, I'd be right. Uh, all right. Um, I got one more for you. This okay. Is, what is the first creature Jay sees in It Follows? Oh no! I saw that movie so long ago, and I've only seen it once. I'm never seen this one it follows yeah um it's pretty much a movie about a spooky std (laughs) so the the answer is a naked woman oh well then that makes sense (laughs) i mean 
it's it's it is what it is. All right. <laughs> so not bad, not bad. You did not, way not my greatest. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna be honest. You did way better than me, and probably <laughs> tenfold better than my brother. Uh, <laughs> but so let's go on to. So we went from movies, which actually the considered the, Nosferatu was actually fun fact that was considered the very first horror movie. Ooh. of its time uh, of the time and right. that came out in 1922 so that's really neat uh so going from movies let's look at video games itself here right what is the obsession with horror games is it on that same level like you play you got me you and your my brother got me into phasmophobia you guys got us into you guys play uh, Labyrinthine. I'm sure you played Silent Hill, Dead Space. Oh yeah. Uh, why? Why? What is it about these that make things so fascinating? Why do we like to scare ourselves? So going back to the the feeling you get when you watch scary movies, where you're like, where you have that intensity, you're on the edge of your seat, uh, you just feel almost stressed out, but it's give, it's like a little bit of a rush. Well, when you are watching a scary movie, you're sitting there yelling at the people, don't go in there, you're stupid, run that way, because you, you know what's going to happen <laughs> and whatnot. But when you play a game, you are that person. You're controlling them, so you have no one to blame but yourself if you die. <laughs> so it's that feeling kind of like watching a horror movie, but you control the main character and you're doing everything. Um, but it's also a very safe space because if you if it gets too intense, if you get too scared, you could just you know pause it, walk away, take a break, and then come back when you're ready. It's, has there, it's all. Has it's there all, ever been a game that's done that to you? That uh, made you go like time out? I need a break. Not by scaring me. Plenty by me dying too much. <laughs> what scares you? Like you seem to be almost emo- emotionally numb from being <laughs> scared. Does um, do you get scared anymore? Not really by movies or games. I've seen and played so many, and I mean, I live alone and I watch horror movies for fun. <laughs> um, but and I was this is the guy that plays our sweet, adorable Alvin, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say that the thing that does creep me out the most is the paranormal because if that would happen to me, I'd probably just accept my death. Are, now, are you talking about, let's say, let's break this down into two categories, all right? You mm-hmm. have the the religious, the demonic, paranormal, and then you have the spiritual ecto uh, paranormal. Which one is more terrifying to you, or are they the same? No. So for me, it is definitely the whole religious slash demonic that would creep me out. For me, if there's a ghost in my apartment and it's not doing anything, then, you know, could you at least pay rent? (laughs) Other than that, I don't really care. Like, I I could send you a picture. My cat, she, when I'm in bed, she'll get up right next to me, and then she'll just stare right at the corner of my room. Just stare there for like minutes, and I'm like, okay, there's probably a ghost in here, but it's not doing anything, so I'm okay. <laughs> Until it starts throwing coffee mugs over them, and you're like, hey, right. cut that out. Right. Get a plastic one. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so 
the so the exorcist would be the terrifying one for you or, oh yeah uh what was the one with the the girl she played in uh she played dexter's sister uh she was in one she was possessed and it was supposed to be based on a true story oh was it is that the one the exorcism of emily rose is that her yes that's it exorcism of emily rose and she also did a uh the the camera one a, a horror movie where she it was like a pandemic was inside this uh, she was with a um this fireman crew and they went into this apartment and they were recording everything like it was supposed to be an emergency and they ended up like some type of rabid rabies kind of disease was in there and oh my sounds god like, sounds like quarantine outbreaks almost. oh yeah it was quarantine. it is quarantine yeah. it's quarantine yeah man see this is all i have to do is describe a movie you are like you're like the google of horror movies right every <laughs> man that's awesome um yeah it was quarantine uh so the, the exorcism of emily rose that's that's your that's your no go right there, like right, that's... yeah. That movie actually did creep me out. I watched it when I was in middle school, and after that, I kept waking up at like three something in the morning, <laughs> and I, that that would just be on my mind. And I'm like, okay, um, I'm probably not gonna die, but who knows? <laughs> just in case, let me write a wheel and right. purple crayon. Right. <laughs> get all my Pokemon and Yu Gi Oh cards. um what is your favorite oh my favorite oh there's it's a tough choice it depends what we're talking about if we're talking about slashers or paranormal okay so let's 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 break this down to slashers first okay why what's your favorite slasher halloween i i I wouldn't have guessed that with all your (laughs) right um now paranormal then um paranormal i may be biased right now because i'm re-watching all the movies uh because the conjuring 3 comes out in three days so i have re-watched all the movies um based on the timeline and getting ready for that one so the conjuring is a very very good paranormal movie i think that actually takes place in connecticut too can't remember. The Haunting of Connecticut is also a very good movie. It, that's actually my hometown. I think did we have that discussion where I told you that's my hometown? I think I remembered you mentioning it. Uh The Conjuring takes place. I'm looking this up. I can uh where does the t- conjuring take place? Uh Rhode Island. So ah. all the so here's the thing I've discovered. All right. And maybe you can explain this to me. All right. Slasher thrillers take place in the Midwest. 90% of them, if you've noticed that, they take place in the Midwest unless it's a Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which is just obviously Texas. Right. Um, paranormal and demonic possession take place mostly in New England. What's up with that? What's your, let's say, what is your logic behind that? Why would they do this? Honestly, if I had to guess, uh-huh. that side of the country, you know, where you are, yep. is like a lot of the earliest settlements. So if you're going to have haunted places, 
that's probably going to be pretty pretty strong because you've had so many people live off the land and whatnot. But I don't know. It's honestly a very good question, but it's true. It is kind of like that. So here's my theory behind it. All right. The Midwest, for the most part, and where do you, you you're out in Indiana, right? Yeah. I, I, uh, where does TK, by the way, what's we I had this question. We were talking about it and I couldn't remember where TK, what state TK lives in. Uh, he's in North Carolina. He's in North Kakalaki. All right. Wow. We really are all over the United States, man. Right. Um, so the Midwest is stupid open, like yeah. cornfields for oh, miles. Yeah. <laughs> like oh, yeah. me and Joe, we lived in Valparaiso and that's where my family still lives. Uh, but like the nearest towns are like, you know, 20, 30 minutes away and it's just blindsided with cornfields or soybeans. Like, oh, yeah, <laughs> that, that's it. There's nothing there and it's flat. Right. Um, whereas it, and, and so that makes for great thrillers, I think for slashers, because there's okay. nothing around to, to save you. You're yeah. just, even though you're in society, you're in like in a habitated area. Uh, there's nothing around. There's just you're you're going to die. Like you, even if you are able to escape, you're you're not out. Uh, right. Whereas, I think paranormal movies like to take place in the New England area is because it is it's very crowded and it seems like it's a safe place. So you know your neighbors, your neighbors know you. And if somebody hears something going on, they're going to react. But they always take place at really 3.30 in the morning for around that time frame. Um, and then no, it's you're no longer safe. It's 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 terrifying to think that something can happen and nobody's going to respond. Case in right. points, some of the worst maps that are on phasmophobia are it's a house. This is your safe spot. This is what you know as your right. comforts. And then you can't go into a bedroom. Exactly. So I, I, that's my theory behind that anyways. Yeah. Uh, um, so this, the next one that's coming out, is called the conjuring. The devil made me do it. I will not be seeing that at whatsoever. <laughs> no, I don't do, I can't, I can't right. do them. Um, so, uh, all right. So we kind of covered other video games. You kind of go over what your, your favorite movie is. Um, before you became completely des- desensitized to it, uh, and Nightmare on Elm Street was was you say that was your first or was that your scariest? Oh uh, no, that was my first. Uh, my the one that scared me the most is a lot more embarrassing. Is it going to be like Teeth or no. the Ruins? No. <laughs> um, it was actually the movie Signs. Really? Oh my! You know what? That was good. It, okay, I, it was good at the time. You go back now, and it's absolutely god awful. Right. Let me guess. I think I can. I, I know the scene that made you jump the most. It's when uh, the uncle and the kids were sitting in the the closet and they're watching the the, the video script from what was it Mexico? And the alien just walks across the screen looking. And mm. no, not that one. That, that, that one jump. That, that one jump. It did scare the crap out of me, um, but the one that got me is like there was an alien in the house, and they were trying to figure out what 
where it was, and they had like it was it was like a spatula or something or an, a butter knife or something. They were sticking under the door to see, try to get the reflection of it. Yeah, and it just like popped up. That's what got me. At least that's how I'm remembering it. I don't think I've seen it. I and think I saw it once. Fingers since. underneath and everything, yes. and like chopped it off. Yes. And yes. Oh, I you know I'm gonna have to go back and watch it. I know it's gonna be god awful, but right. um, yeah. Uh, so commendable horror movies. Uh, one of the obviously Nosferatu is in this category because it was the very first. One of the Barnon. Uh, best movies, most ingenuitive movies out there that involved very minimal budget. Uh, Blair Witch Project. So let's kind of talk about that. Um, for the three people that have not seen Blair Witch Project, can you explain this to us? What this movie is? Um, to be honest, man, it's been forever since I've seen it, so I would give a very bad <laughs> description. Do you want me to give the description? Uh, yeah. The worst. Uh, what kind of a horror movie guy are you? Listen, it's been forever since I've watched Blair Witch. Actually, it's kind of funny that I'm bringing this up. Um, did you know there? So there's a company they do these all these really really cool things called uh, Hunt a Killer. Mm-hmm. So Hunt a Killer is the the name of the company. They actually did one. They collaborated with uh the Blair Witch Project and actually made where you That's get cool. to figure out. And to solve it's like almost who detective murder mystery solve and almost thriller esque. It actually might be right up your alley uh, of what uh you know just that horror style. Uh, so let's kind of go over the Blair Witch Project. So Blair Witch actually took place. Oh my gosh, I want to say it was back in nineteen ninety five. No, seven. What was it? I mean, you know what? I'm going to cheat here, guys. I'm going to look up when it actually came out. Uh, original. Because I, I want to make sure I get this right. Uh, the 1999. I was pretty close. So the original came out. Uh, and what was so amazing about this movie is it was done with minimal equipment. It was literally th- four people total or three kids. And then they had a fourth one. They were doing some alternating scenes, uh, but they all filmed it in town. It was m- almost 90% improv. And it was so they, the way they advertised it, they made it seem like, Hey, this was right. leaked footage. Right. Everybody and thought it was real. Everybody thought it was an, a legitimate snuff film. Yeah. That was the thing. Uh, it was produced by uh, Robin Cowie and Greg Hale. If I remember correctly, uh, their budget was around like two hundred thousand dollars total for indie for an indie film. That is even on indie film standards. That's very minimum, right? Um, and it made millions. I'm talking about almost two hundred and fifty million dollars, if I remember correctly. Um, and, but it was it was just this. It was a different kind of thriller, right? Um, which was really neat. Uh, I loved. I actually didn't get to see it when I was because I was very young when it came out. Uh, were you even born? <laughs> <laughs> I was, Mikey's very young, by the way, guys. He's very. I young. was born in '95. Okay, so you were 
<laughs> so you were still you weren't watching this yet. You were still no. on the Nightmare on Elm Street. No, you're right, on yeah. the Friday the Thirteenth <laughs> series right now. No, or was it Hellraiser? Was it Hellraiser? Hellraiser at three? Is that what you? Had? Oh, um, head doll. <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> Chucky, Child's Play. That's what oh it yeah. Um. So it it was really neat what they brought to the table, and then that was used multiple times, including uh. Was it not the conjuring? What was the very first? Uh, it was one that was done with all video cameras. Uh, demon possession. They, they did it like they had a camera right outside of their. Oh, are you talking about the paranormal activity film? Paranormal activity, which was another one that did that whole. They did it and they released it as like, hey, this was leaked footage. Right. Uh, yeah. So that was it was like I said, the but the Blair Witch Project brought this to a whole new level better than I think anybody ever could have imagined. It was very ingenuitive thinking uh, before that. You really had what you had your Blair Witch Pro, or not Blair Witch. You had, you know, Friday 13th, uh, Halloween and Nightmare on Elm Street were your your go to. Oh, bands. yeah. So. Um, but yeah, that's. I that's one of those categories that was is really up there. Then you go into, um, in your opinion, what would you say the best paranormal one is? Let's see. I'm curious to see if it's the one I think it is for just movies in general. Yeah. Uh, for paranormal movies. Okay. So my, I've three go to's when it comes to, uh, paranormal, and that's going to be hmm. okay. So I would say Insidious, The Conjuring, and honestly, Sinister was a very creepy, very. I cannot believe you did not say Exorcist. Like, that is the original paranormal. Right. Yes, yes, yes. But that movie is considered a um, cursed film. Okay. Explain cursed film. I'm I'm glad you brought that up. Let's, right. Let's because that's not the only one. And I was actually getting ready to get into not that being a cursed film, but the the curse that goes with. Right. So basically, if you read up on it, you uh, watch any documentary while filming that they had a lot of problems with the set and actors getting hurt, injured, and whatnot. A lot of things happened. There are people that claim they watch the movie, read the book, and things start happening around them. Like, almost just watching it acts as a gateway to allow it to enter your life, that kind of thing. And solely because I live alone, I do not watch that movie. <laughs> just in case? Right, yeah. I don't, I'm not going to have that on my hands. <laughs> I've seen it. I didn't ever know that, and I don't know if I ever want to watch it again now. Just, you know, not that I'm 100% sold, but more on the fact that, uh, you know, uh, I don't like to poke the bear with the stick just in case. Exactly, uh, yeah. I've watched a lot, a lot of possession movies, paranormal, all the whole nine yards. That one is just one that I do not go back to. Poltergeist is the one I was actually going to talk oh, about. Okay. So Poltergeist, have you heard like why that was called the curse is a cursed film? Not for a while. I, I watched a documentary on these a long time so, ago, but 
get I'm going to get all the actors and actresses names up here so that I can make sure it's right. Uh, Poltergeist. So, uh, so this film came out in 1982. Um, the lead uh, female. Uh, so that was uh, her name was she was uh, Carol was the name of the little girl. Uh, she ended up passing away after the third film. She ended up having a disease. Um, it, let, let's see. It is you had the skeletons that were used in the under when they fell into it were actual right. human bodies. Right, I remember that. They were constantly having issues where people like lighting fixtures were falling. Um, the her sister in the film, uh, uh, Dana, actually died after filming this movie. Uh, it's, they had, uh, who was he? Yeah. They had two cast members die. Uh, they had constant issues. Uh, someone actually got electrocuted on stage. They had constant injuries. It was, it was another one of those films. I think that's so crazy because you don't hear about that really with any other film. Do you think that's, I know you say you don't watch the exorcism, just in case but is it in our heads because it is a spooky film like it, that safety measure that safety is gone is this in our heads that this is really what's going to happen or is there something else right it's a it's a very um you know what if kind of thing so when you watch a film like that and people tell you it's cursed then Every noise you hear when you're trying to go to sleep is going to, oh my God, it's happening, that kind of thing. There's something in my apartment. There's something in my room. I don't know. Everything you hear is going to make you that much more creeped out because you think it's because of that. So I would say probably a good amount of it is in your head if things are happening after you watch it, but... I'm not going to mess with it, mainly because, like we said, things, unexplainable things happened on set to the actors, to the staff. Like, it just sounds like something, like you were saying, you shouldn't poke. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So one last question. Uh, Let's say I've never seen any kind of horror thriller movie. What would be the one that you would recommend to somebody who's never done it or seen any and why Ooh, okay so that's a really good question because a lot of the older classics are harder to watch um because of the effects and whatnot don't hold up today um hmm one movie i really like i think it's got a pretty good storyline is dead silence i've never heard of this one it's what is dead silence it's a pretty good movie for um for like a a starter movie is it like nobody can speak or anything or make sounds like like it's like a a quiet place Ooh, what is it uh it's hold on there's like a poem in the movie i think it's beware the stare of mary shaw she had no children only dolls and if you see her in your dreams 
be sure to never scream or something like that. It's basically if you saw her and you screamed, she would kill you by cutting out your tongue. Uh, okay, cool. Yeah, no. Yeah. Not watching but, that one. Put that right on the list with <laughs> Annabelle. <laughs> but yeah, well, that's that's her whole thing was um, she used to be a ventriloquist. Yeah. And then somebody in the crowd basically said, oh, hey, I see your lips moving. You're fake and whatnot. And she, she got really mad at that. And then the kid went missing. And then everybody immediately thought it was her. So she got... I think they like burned down the theater or something like that. I can't remember uh, completely how it was. Um, but then it, she lived through her dolls. So when somebody, she was after like the bloodline of the person that called her out and they would get a doll delivered to their door. <laughs> and that's basically how everything that's, that's would start. Pretty, that's pretty extreme. Right. Uh, I always like the fact that there's a lot of movies, horror movies that are based on, and I say this very loosely, based on true stories like Annabelle, oh, right. uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which actually, I guess, actually didn't take place in Texas. Oh, What's yeah. The, uh, right. Um, even Nightmare on Elm Street, A Haunting in Connecticut, yeah. by the way, uh, which I've been to, I have uh, delivered mail to the house. Very nice couple. I would never live the house, but it's, <laughs> and I didn't know it until afterwards and just for their sake i won't say the address or anything um but it's it's interesting i love horror movies i love halloween like not the movie but halloween itself i like the spookiness right. i like dressing up it's it's really fun um i think this is in a unique genre uh of of it is not the nerdy you typically think nerdy, but this is a definitely one of those fandoms that has its. It is not a fandom; it is a cult. Right, and, <laughs> and I love it. Uh, so, thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, is there any last things you wanted to say? Uh, recommend to people, like just a couple movies or anything of that sort. Ooh, a quick few movies I recommend. Trick or Treat, great movie. Hoping for a sequel eventually. Um, Evil Dead, the original one. It's oh, actually oh my pretty God. creepy. How did we not talk about the like the original Evil Dead? Right, like that went. Oh my gosh, I can't believe we forgot about Evil Dead before we even go any. We can't go any further because we got to talk about our boy Ash. Right. Yeah. Oh my God, like that went from a super serious. Yes. Uh, Evil Dead was a terrifying horror movie, and right. then it went goofy. Took, <laughs> a, took a right. It definitely took a groovy turn. Um, that was just so nuts. And he he is, I would say, he is the Stan. Uh, oh, oh my gosh, uh, the actor's name I can't believe I uh, Bruce Campbell. Yes, Bruce Campbell is the Stan Lee. Of horror films, I think he is like the he is the guy. He, he like he's not the creator, but when you think stuff like he, he really just go to Ash and the Evil Dead, like right. it's just that 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 name. I mean, you you definitely know his face, and he does oh, so yeah. many cheesy, spooky thriller movies. Even yeah. didn't he come back in the uh, in the the remake? So he wasn't technically in the movie, but he is in the post-credit scene. Really? Yes. Oh, okay. 
I, I, I never saw it. I, I couldn't go back. Like you, I, I, I'm one of those people, like if I have an original and it's what I want it to be, right. why would I ever see a remake of it? Yeah. But, you have those people that really love the original, I think it was 81, uh, movie and didn't really like the whole horror comedy slash army of darkness spinoff. So when there was a, a remake that was going back to just the horror, then they were all on board for that. I prefer I prefer the original trilogy. Okay. Aren't they making a sequel? They are making it's called Evil Dead Rise. It's supposed to be a an Evil Dead movie that takes place in a city instead of just in a cabin. Ooh. Oh, I'll see it. I'll see that one. That one I'll yeah. see. Uh, so let's go ahead and wrap this up. As always, please like, subscribe, and follow us wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you are listening to us on Audible or Apple, please remember to rate and review. We're also on Instagram and Facebook, so please like and follow us at DNA Pod and on Twitter at NerdDNAPod. And yes, we are on Twitch a lot more now. Uh, I'm trying to be, anyways. And this sweet fellow here that is demented in all other ways uh, has is been getting me on the phasmophobia and we'll be playing other games. Uh, my brother, Joe TK and the rest of the TPK crew. We're definitely going to be on there. So please follow us and like uh, Twitch at nerd DNA podcast. And as always, I'm Steve and I've been joined with Mikey today. Mikey, thank you so much for being on the show. Hey, thanks for having me, Steve. All right. Awesome guys. 